Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Welcome to church today. Hey, if you're new here this morning, we just want to say a big Elevation welcome. Come on church, give those people a hand this morning. We're so glad you're here. I really believe you're here for a reason and I pray that uh, you meet with God this morning. Uh, if you haven't already, that you'll meet with him uh, in my message now. If you're a regular here at Elevation, come on, we're going to give you guys a clap too. Come on, clap yourselves. It's so great to have you here today. Uh, I, know Gab, I know that uh, Zoe's already done this, but I want to give a quick shout out to my wife. 23 years of marriage today. She's the most wonderful woman in the world. I'm not an easy person to live with, trust me. So she is amazing. When, when Zoe said, who got the better deal? I know I was pointing at Gabby, but what I meant to be saying was that that um, I got the better deal because she's the better person. So in case you thought I was, you know, saying I'm better. Um, anyway, that's how it is. I want to eat this week. Or, well, I'm not eating, but anyway, I want, anyway, yep. Anyway, last week we started a new series called Fresh Air. Would you say it with me? Fresh Air. It's a series we do every year at the start of the year where we come to God and we say, hey God, we want you to come upon our lives in a fresh way as we start a new year of our lives. And it's all about the challenge, the commitment, the conviction that might come from God and the encouragement to start a fresh year. I shared about how uh, over the Christmas period, my family, uh, Gabby and I and my kids, we went to Adelaide and we spent some time there, but how it was really hot. It was like 35, 39 degrees every single day. And I just longed for a Melbourne-style cool change to come through to sweep away that hot wind and to bring fresh coolness. And it didn't come. But what we want to ask for in our lives is that, God, you know, maybe the disappointments of 2021, maybe the failures, the hurts, uh, the worries, the anxieties, the stress. God, we want you to come like a cool change that comes through Melbourne and to blow that all away, to bring your Holy Spirit anointing and wind upon our lives. And I believe that I really need that in my lives and I believe that you would need that in your lives as well. Fresh revelation, anointing, joy, vision, peace. Come on, who needs those things? Direction and guidance in our lives uh, as we seek God. And last week I spoke about uh, the first topic was to renew the mind. Say it with me, renew the mind, turn to the person next to you and say, renew the mind. And I had two key thoughts from that sermon. The first was that renewal of the mind precedes transformation. Lots of us are expecting our lives to be transformed and and then our minds will be renewed. But the scriptures say, renew your mind, then then you'll be transformed. And so we need to change the way that we're thinking. And then another thought I had was, We don't just want moral transformation. We want spiritual transformation. It's not just about changing from one set of moral rules to another set of moral rules. No, it's about Holy Spirit, God anointing change and transformation spiritually in our lives. When your spirit is transformed, church, you're going to live in a whole new way. You're going to be changed. You're going to see power in your life to live the call of God that God has for you. So we need spiritual transformation in our lives. If you missed those messages, uh, that message and any other message, you can jump on our podcast, get onto YouTube. To any people on the live stream this morning, welcome today. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning. We are 
Uh, we've had a great time of worship. I just love the time that we spent spending a bit of time in your presence to worship you, to praise you from our hearts. I pray right now as we listen to this message that we hear from your Holy Spirit through your scripture, through your words, Lord God. I just thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. My message today is called Refresh the Spirit. One thing uh, that I realized when we were in New Zealand, uh, when we were in Adelaide, uh, one thing I noticed was that all the lawns in Adelaide were were dead. They were dry. Uh, they were brown. And you might be saying, that's a weird thing for someone to notice. Well, I've got a weird hobby. It's mowing lawns and making my grass green. And so I noticed this and, and everywhere was dead. Like, if you don't believe me, ask my parents. They were there too and everything was dead. But there were a few houses and there was this one house particularly near my brother's house, which we were staying at, which was really green and it had a, a beautiful lawn. It was thick and it was lush. It was a deep green and the garden was, was well manicured as well. It looked beautiful. And you could see that there was a lot of effort being put in. I could see that they were watering the lawn and uh, it was beautiful. But like I said, lawns are my things, so please just let me have this thing, you know. It's pretty sad, I know. Have you ever felt, maybe in yourself, like a dead lawn? Have you ever felt like a dead lawn? And, you know, it got me thinking that sometimes life can feel dry and life can feel brown. And, and some seasons of life, we find ourselves in a period where our spirit is dry and brown. And I've experienced this. And I'm sure that you've experienced this. In fact, I experienced this towards the end of last year, just feeling, you know, dry and feeling like a bit of part inside of me that was, you know, a little bit dead. And hands up today if anyone has experienced this in life. I mean, we can experience it in all areas of our life. And we can experience it in our marriages. And we can experience it in our career. Or if you're in a business, in running your business, you can experience it in your walk with God. You can experience it in, in other types of things, in life in general. And in seasons like this, where you might feel dry, it's interesting to see where do we turn to? Where do we go to find relief? to find a refreshment, a renewing, to find rejuvenation, we often turn to things like relationships. Uh, we turn to the bank account. Maybe we turn to looking in the mirror. Uh, we might turn to all these types of things, career, shopping, work, all food. I mean, come on. We're a week into fasting. We turn to food. I've already got my plans about what I'm going to eat when I eat my fast. All these things, we turn to these things. But what we need to realize is it's temporary relief. It's temporary. It doesn't last. Before long, that might, you know, after a while, that might get dry and you find you need something else. They don't refresh. They don't renew. They do not rejuvenate you. Listen to, what King, listen to where King David turned. If you're new to church, King David is... The guy from David and Goliath. If you, most people know that story, even if you're not church. This is King David from David and Goliath. After he's defeated Goliath and he's now the king, he, see, he says this in a season of life where he is struggling. Open your Bibles to Psalm 63, verse 1, and let's read it. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I search for you, I seek for you, in a land that is dry and parched and without water. See, he knew something. He knew that in a land, in a dry and parched land where there is no 
water where you first thirst, you won't find what you're looking for anywhere else than God. And why does, why, does, why does David seek God? Because David knew this truth. Another scripture verse, Psalm 23, says this, The Lord is my what? My shepherd. He makes me to lay down. I lack for nothing. He makes me to lay down in green pastures. He leaves my soul beside quiet waters. He, ref- he leaves me beside quiet waters. He refreshes, refreshes my soul. Church today, if you're thirsty, if you're longing, don't go to a, a, a pastor. Don't go to a church. Go to a person. His name is God. His name is Jesus. He leads you beside these waters. He, he brings refreshment to your soul. He will guide you through the green pastures. See, we need the fresh wind of God. We sang that song this morning. It's not just a coincidence. We need the fresh wind of God. And if we will come to Him, He will lead us. He will restore and refresh our soul. So today, God, be our shepherd. We pray, Lord, that you would be that to us, your green pastures, your waters, Lord God, to refresh our soul. The prophet Jeremiah, he prophesies uh, over, he prophesied over two and a half thousand years, the following declaration of God in Jeremiah 31, 25, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. That's the words of God. He says, I will refresh the weary and I will satisfy the faint. Today, if you're weary, if you're faint, declare those verses over your life. Speak those verses this morning, Psalm 63, verse 1, Psalm 23, uh, Jeremiah 31, 25. Declare them over your life. God, I may be thirsty, but I know that my hunger and thirst is going to be answered by you, Jesus, because you refresh me. Refreshment means to give strength or energy to. To give strength or energy to. So when God says in His Word, which we believe, When he says that he will refresh you, he is saying, he is promising to give you his strength and to give you his energy. Come on, that's good news this morning for someone. You're going to receive God's strength and God's energy in your life. That's fresh air. Did you hear that this morning? Even right now. Even right now. Maybe there's someone here today and that is you. That's where you are at. You're in that place. I'm believing and declaring over your life God's anointing, God's strength, and God's energy to the faint that are here today. I love how the scriptures written so many uh, years, decades, centuries, even millennia apart, they all tie into each other. And we see that Jesus, God in flesh, he says this, in the scriptures in the New Testament, he promises, he reiterates these promises in Matthew 23, 28. He says, come to me. Come to me, all you who are what? Weary and heavy and have and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Come to me, all you who are what? Weary. And I will give you rest. Jesus said, I promised hundreds of years ago, to give you my strength. When, when, when I gave that prophecy to Jeremiah, you know that Jeremiah isn't just speaking his own words. They're the words of God, the utterance of God that is coming to his spirit, that he spoke out. Jesus is saying, when I gave those words to Jeremiah all those hundreds of years ago, I didn't speak them just for the children of Israel at that time. I also spoke them 
for the children of Israel at this time that I, Jesus, am here on earth. And church, what you need to know is that those words 2,000 years ago are just as real and powerful and relevant to your life and my life as they were back then today. I wonder who here could do with some of Jesus' strength and energy. Strength and energy for this new year that we're going to walk into. Strength and energy from, you know, maybe you're recovering from sickness or maybe there's some, some relationship things that have happened in your life that you, are, you need God to speak into. Maybe there's some financial situations, but you need God's strength and His energy today. I believe we could all do with that and I believe that it's something that we can step into. So how do we find rest and renewal for our spirit when we are in a dry, barren, brown place. If you're taking notes this morning, I'm going to give you four thoughts today. So write these down. How to bring refreshment to your spirit. First thing is, is this, you need to remember. Someone said it this morning, remember. Say it again, remember. The first thing you need to do is you need to remember. You know, I often feel like a broken record because I say this so much to you, church, I say it too much to myself, that we need to remember. We need to remember everything that God has done for us because it is so important to our Christian life. I know it has been so important to my own life. We look back to see what God has done in our lives. We look back to see all that He says in His Word and His promise for us. The Scriptures say in Psalm 77 verse 11, I will remember the deeds of the Lord, yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. He says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Come on, there's someone here in this place this morning, you're going to remember the deeds that God has done, the miracles that He has done in your life. And I know I talk about this often, because, but I, I talk about it because I hope that maybe someone else would follow me in doing this too, but I keep a journal that I have of, of moments in my life where God has done things or he has spoken or he has ministered into my life by a, 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 a conference or a pastor or a congregation member or through his scriptures or through the Holy Spirit directly to me where I record those things. Uh, March 2009, I record a, a meeting here in Melbourne uh, with a church called Life Church here in Melbourne. They came here from America and, and I remember recording that meeting Little did I know that seven years later, myself and a man who was in that meeting from America, his name was Miles Paludin, Pastor Miles, who is now a pastor in Elevation, and I would also be a pastor in Elevation too. I remember that moment. September 2013, at a conference where God starts to speak to my heart and Gabby's heart about pastoring. I, I remember that. November 2015, a prophecy over Gab and I as we prepare to step into leading the church, eight to nine months, 12 months before we step in, a prophecy, I remember that, I've got it recorded, 2016, 2018, 2019, God promptings, vision received, people spoken words to me, I've written those down, why? Because I want to remember them, because in a dry, parched land, where it's all barren and I thirst, I go back and I remember God you were there with me then, you're with me now, you're going to be with me in my future. If you don't do this, I want to really encourage you, church. Would you start to do this? Would you start to write this down in your phone? Get a book, write it down in you know, a moleskin or something like that. Write, write it down to remember what God has done 
in your life. He is good and we des- he deserves to be remembered. God, we want to remember your deeds. We want to remember your miracles. Number two, we recount. Recount. We retell. We re-speak. We speak the word of God to our spirits. We speak the word of God to our spirits. There's a story in Ezekiel uh, chapter 37. Yes, chapter 37. We don't have time to go over it today, but it's a story uh, of where the prophet Ezekiel is taken by God and his spirit to this valley. And you might know the story now. This valley of all these dry bones, dead, dry bones. They, they've been there for so long, there's, there's not a single bit of flesh left on the muscles or sinew. They're dry bones. And God brings him to this place and he says this uh, to them, uh, which I'll talk about soon, but perhaps your life feels like that. Perhaps you feel like you're in a valley. Perhaps you feel like you're in a valley of dry, dead bones. And everywhere you look, it seems to be devastation, waste, failure, death. And you look at it and your spirit just says, I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know how to get through this. Well, if that's you today, I want you to receive what God says. He says this in Ezekiel 37, verse 4. Then he said to me, this is Ezekiel speaking about God's spirit. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. He said to me, prophesy over these dry bones and say, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Today, church, prophesy over your life. Speak to your life and say, life, spirit, arise, hear the word of God, hear the word of the Lord, and then speak God's life-giving word over your life, over your children, over your situation, your circumstances, your health, your career, your work, whatever it is, speak it out over your life, your weariness, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. We're in 14 days of uh, prayer and fasting And in Matthew 4, it records the temptings of Jesus in the wilderness as he goes through 40 days of of prayer and fasting. And during this time, the devil comes, comes and he tempts Jesus to do certain things that Jesus knows are against what God has said. And so he comes to him and he says, hey, Jesus, why don't you turn this rock, say say to this rock, be turned into bread. I know it will be turned into bread if you say that. Jesus is fasting, remember? So some bread would be pretty nice right now. What does Jesus say? He says, it is written, you shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. The devil says, oh, okay then, let's go somewhere else. He takes him up onto the temple. He takes him up to this place, this high place. He says, Jesus, jump off, jump off. But you'll be okay if you jump off. God will send his angels. They'll catch you. They'll save you. Jesus says to him, it is written, I'm recounting the word of God. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. The devil says, well, I didn't get you there. So he says, okay, one last time. He says, he takes him up and he brings him to this, this picture. He gives him this, this, just imagine like he's looking out all over the world. and He shows him the nations, the kingdoms, the, 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 the government. And he says, Jesus, if you would just worship me, I will give you the kingdoms, the nations, the peoples, all the earth. All the earth. What we need to realize, church, is that that's what Jesus came for. Did you know that Jesus came for you? He came for the nations, the kingdoms, the peoples throughout all the earth. The devil's saying, if you would just worship me right now, you can shortcut 
all of God's plans for your life. You could shortcut anything that God has in front of you. The devil doesn't know, but Jesus knows he's going to a horrible death. He's going to a place where he's going to receive all the sins of the world upon himself. A perfect man who has never experienced sin. He'll experience it in all his sickness and and depravity is going to be upon him. He's going to die on the cross. He knows if I just say yes to the devil right now, I can I can escape all that and I'll hit all the people. But what does he say? He says, no, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God only and him alone. He says, it is written. What is he doing? He's recounting the scripture. I mean, I mean, if you're going to come against someone who knows Scripture, you don't come against God, who is the one who inspired Scripture into people's mouths. He says, you shall worship no one else except for God alone. Jesus recounts the Scripture to the devil. And church today, I want to say to you, you need to start speaking. It is written over your life. It is written. It is written. The Bible says this. God's word says this. The promises of the Lord are this. It is written over my children, over my health, over my walk with God, over my my spiritual growth. It is written over my church as we recount God's scripture. But you know, you can't recount the scriptures if you don't know the scriptures. So church, during these 14 days of prayer and fasting, get into the word, delve into it consume it, devour it, you know, eat of the word, let it be the food to your soul and to your body, meditate on the scriptures, it is food to your soul, and can I tell you something, watch yourself, be refreshed as you speak God's word out over your life and out over your situation. Number two is we need to repent, if the keys could come, that would be great this morning, Uh, repent, turn to someone this morning and say, hey, I love being in church. Acts 3 tells the story of Peter and John and they're healing uh, a lame man. And afterwards, Peter turns to the crowd and they're amazed. They're, like imagine today, you're walking down the street, there's a crippled man, lame, sitting there. And then someone prays for them and they stand up and walk. Like the crowd is amazed at the events that have just occurred. And it says this in Acts 3.19. Peter says this to him. He says, repent then and turn to God. He says, repent and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Uh, did, you, did you catch that connection? Uh, Peter says, when we ref- repent from our sins, there is, a, there is a refreshing that comes upon our lives. See, spiritual re- revival and refreshment are connected to repentance of our sins and turn to God. Today, I just want to ask, are there areas of your life where you know that there's sin? Are there areas of your life where you know you're falling short of what God's plan is for your life? And today, before God, there are areas of my life where there is sin. And in your life, there will be too. The scriptures say to come before God and to repent before Him. See, are there areas in your life that remain stagnant and lifeless because of that sin? Have you completely turned that over to Jesus? Maybe there's hidden sin buried deep within the valleys, bitterness, anger, unforgiveness, lust, whatever it might be. Jesus invites you. He says, come to me. He says, come to me. Come to me. 
all you who are weary and heavy burden. Do you know sin is a heavy burden on our life? We can come to Jesus and we give it to Him. And He says, as you give it to me, as you leave it at the foot of my cross, I will bring refreshment to your life. Today, maybe you're here in this place and or you're listening to the podcast or you're watching online. Maybe today, it's not just a matter of you repenting of your sins. It's also a matter of you turning to God. Peter said, turn to God, repent of your sins. You also need to turn to God. And you might be here today and you've never turned to God. You've never asked to God to be in your life. You've never asked for Jesus to be my Savior. And that's you today. Well, today, I believe that if you would ask Jesus to come into your life, how do I know this? Because I've done it. How do I know this? Because others here have done it. If you would ask Jesus into your life, He's going to bring refreshment to your soul. He's going to bring, in, in, that, in that prophecy in Ezekiel 37, as Ezekiel speaks out, the bones start to come to life. The muscles and the sinew and the nerves and all the things and the skin starts to come to peace. That's a, that's, that's a picture of what happens to your life when you receive Jesus Christ. If you would receive Him today, He would want to do that in your life to save you. To, to bring you into heaven and eternity. And today, you need to repent of your sins and turn to God. And I want to give you that opportunity very shortly as I finish my sermon soon. And fourthly, to be refreshed in our spirit, we need to refresh others. Say it with me, refresh others. Uh, Solomon says this beautifully in Proverbs, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we had prayer here, uh, 7.30 p.m. And uh, we're having it again this Wednesday night. Love for you to come along. There is something powerful about praying corporately with other believers. We sing some songs and then we pray. Uh, we had a great time here uh, on Wednesday night. It was so amazing. Anyway, with this Wednesday night, we're three days into the fast. And if, if I can be honest, I'm struggling with the fast. I'm struggling with the fast this year. I don't know what it is, but this year I'm finding it a little bit more difficult than usual with the, with the fast. So we're coming into the fast, and uh, I just keep thinking about my scotch fillets that I love to cook on my Weber barbecue. And they're nice and smoky. I said to Gab last night, I could get rid of all the potatoes and the salads and everything else and the, and the antipasto and all the dips and everything that we have at a barbecue. Just give me the scotch fillet. I'll just eat that, God. Is that all right? I didn't feel God leading me to do that, so that didn't happen. But, you know, thinking about the scotch fillet, ice cream's on the beach. And so I'm coming to prayer. I'm prepared. I'm ready. I've written down what you know I want to pray about and speak about. But if I can be honest with you today, I'm a little bit tired. I'm a little bit dry. I'm a little bit weary. Real talk today in church. Is it good if we talk real in church? I think it's good. I want to be real with you today as your pastor. I come into it a little bit dry, a little bit weary. And part of me was saying, God, I don't know if I have anything to give to anyone that might be here wanting to receive anything tonight. Like, I don't know if I've really got anything. I feel dry within myself. How can I, as a pastor, help refresh others if I don't feel refreshed myself? This is the truth of how I felt on Wednesday night. How can I refresh others if I don't feel refreshed myself? Well, you know, in moments like that, you just step out and you just be obedient to God's call and you just continue doing what He's asked you to do. And so I start leading the prayer. And can I tell you something? 
It is so, so amazing. It is so, so amazing. Anytime you just step out where you don't feel refreshed, God comes in a mighty way. And can I say, by the end of that prayer meeting, man, I felt alive. I felt so overflowing. I felt like God had just come and deposited His Holy Spirit right inside me. Uh, there were a handful of us here. I hope that you felt the same way. But yes, yeah, some of them are nodding yes. I just felt like God had come through. His, his fresh wind, His God's Spirit, His anointing. When we are weak, church, God is strong. When we are weak, God is strong. Refresh others. And see, sometimes we need to step out. And in the stepping out, God comes through. We take a faith step. God, I'm stepping out. And God says, as you step out, I will come upon you and come and move through you. Maybe you're tired, you're dry, you're weary, you're down today. But perhaps if you just step out to refresh someone else, maybe, just maybe, you never know what God might do. You might be refreshed too in that moment. So perhaps you say, no, i I, I got to get myself right before I can have this other person. No, 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 no. You've got the Holy Spirit in you. Step out and take a step of faith. In the moment of refreshing another, maybe God will refresh you. The scripture says, if you will refresh others, you will be refreshed. Come on, close your eyes today as I start to finish up. Today, maybe you're not tired. Maybe today you're different. Maybe you're not tired. Maybe today you're full of energy. You're full of power. You're full of anointing. Man, you're ready to take this year. You're ready to just, you know, just kick some butt. Am I allowed to say that? Your spirit is strong. You're full of trusting in God. 2022 is going to be the best year yet. That is amazing. So good. That is just fantastic. Here's what we all need to know, church. No matter which place of the spectrum we're in today, I'm going to tell you something right now. No matter the season of life, remember, recount, repent, refresh others will bring God's refreshing to your spirit. It doesn't matter if you're in a valley moment or you're on the mountaintops. If you will do those times, you will things, you will find refreshment in every season of life, in every circumstance, in every situation. Church, it is good news. It's good news. Good news. It is good news, church. God's there to refresh, to renew, to revive, to rejuvenate our spirits. If we would remember, recount, repent, and refresh others, His fresh air will be upon us. Let's pray this morning. God, today in this place, I thank you.